0: Welcome to Sass Holes, the podcast, the show where me, Jamie Carney, and Pete Jansons. Pete, say hi. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Talk about everything and anything we have experienced in over 60 years of combined experience in the cloud software environment, from sales to data analytics to product. We have covered it all. Um, the Learn from our mistakes. You know, we've learned a lot from our mistakes. Obviously, the word SaaS is software as a service. Uh, a.k.a. cloud, and and that's sort of where we uh, have spent most of our time, uh, you know, in, in our professional career. Today's topic is... Contro- it, controversial topic now. Controversial topic. I think that'd be a good uh,
1: discussion on our blog, you know, what's the difference between a jerk and a dick?
0: Yes. So, what if your boss is a jerk? Or as Pete would like to say, what if...
1: If you got, If your boss is a dick, what do you do?
0: Yeah, what do you do? And so we're going to go through. There's a bunch of different variations of just. I call it dick degrees. (laughs) Yes. And we'll go through a handful of different variations of each of these bosses. And and we say DD from here out? DD. We'll call them DD. And we'll describe them, and then we'll come up with a tactic or two or a remedy. Uh, And sometimes it might just be grin and bear it. Go find a new job, but we're going to go through each of these because uh, that's that that's sort of a, a controversial topic, but a topic that everyone is going to have to experience in one way or another. So one of the things that we want to discuss before we get into all of this is we've got a couple segments here. Uh, Pete, um, first of all, this is my first podcast doing remote. I hope I sound okay. Yeah, where I hope are my you? My Wi-Fi is better. I'm up in the upper, uh, the UP, basically right at the edge of Canada. The upper uh, Pete. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of in Wisconsin and in Michigan at the same time. Oh, nice. So uh, we, a... know, we we and the listeners love your commitment, Cardi. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I hope you can hear me all right. I, I apologize if any Wi-Fi breaks out. But can't be any nothing. worse in your house. You'll be fine. <laughs> all right. So before we get started, let's get into the first topic or not the first uh segment we like to go over. <clears throat> and Pete, you uh you usually lead these segments. So leader you should know.
1: Well, leaders should know uh, none other than Bill Felton, sales director at uh, talent.com. Uh, he and uh, Jen, Jen Mall were uh, two of my top dogs uh, uh, back in the day. Uh, heck, heck of a leader, heck of a, a new business guy. He can, he can make it happen. So check him check out at talent.com.
0: And they just changed names, right? Talent.com was Nuovo or something like that? Nuevo. Nu- 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 Nuovo. I'm glad they changed her name cuz I didn't know how to pronounce it.
1: Well, I would I'm lucky I got talent right. And then um, Re, 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 Re Rep you should, should know. Yeah, Rep you should know. How about uh, Jamie Neroni over at MediaFly? She came over uh via uh LinkedIn and did a nice tour of duty with, with with me. Can uh can make something out of nothing always provides value to to her clients. So, Jamie, keep rocking it out there. Can't can't wait to see what what you got going on.
0: Okay. And a, another segment that we typically, uh, we just sort of bear through it, um, and plug through it as best we can. Uh, Pete has a joke of the day. So Pete, what's your joke of the day today? Well, it can't get any worse than your last
1: couple. Well, you're up in, uh, the UP <laughs> and, uh, you got a lot of, uh, a lot of water out there, right? A lot of boats. Yeah.
0: And, I'm looking at some
1: little known fact that boats can, can get COVID and, uh, your boat does get COVID, where, where, what do you do? Well, you take him to the dock.
0: Okay. Next. Uh, I apologize. To
1: apologize for.
0: Um, <laughs> Don't be a dick. All right. So before we get started into the segment um, and hear from our wonderful sponsor, Neuro-Noodle. Get a doodle of your noodle today at Neuro-Noodle. If you suffer from ADHD, anxiety, concussion protocol, and many other health issues, you should consider treatment like neurofeedback. Mental health is a huge focus today at COVID, especially with children who may not be able to grasp the virus concept. Um, I have witnessed it, but also um, it seems to be catching on more and more. As Pete, um, I I believe Neuro-Noodle has picked up a handful of new customers from Bears Fit, people are going and getting their workout in and then their mental workout in with either brain brightening or any other types of things, ailments that, that they might need.
1: physically and mentally fit. It's, uh, it's, it's It's been great. It's been a great yeah. gig. Love the guys over at NeuroNoodle.
0: Yeah. So in errors like today, mental health has to be a priority. Try neurofeedback by visiting NeuroNoodle.com. Yeah, they're good guys over there. Uh, news of the week. Pete. You've got well, this covered. I, I, I know what you're going to cover, but why don't you go? Well, let's it just
1: out. just run down the list here. Uh, Senates and uh, or who, who who's taking a break now? Is anybody working for us in the government? They're 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 on break till till when next month? So I guess who knows? Tr- Trump signed a deal where uh, are they ever working court? for us? I you know it's either no, part I'm of the, the problem clear. or part okay. of the solution. Okay. Uh, So the president signed a a deal where uh, an executive order where you're going to get another 300 bucks your unemployment benefits, temporary deferment of payroll tax. I think they call that a holiday. So you're not paying it now, but you're eventually going to pay. You're the finance guy. How the hell do you deal
0: with that? The way I read into that, Pete, was it's uh, deferred. And if Trump doesn't win... He's going to ask you to pay it back. If he wins, he's going to abolish it uh, if, you know, Got it. and get rid of it. So, right. well,
1: we're, not, we're not pushing either way. But <laughs> uh, Let's see. Extended the moratorium on evictions and pushed off student loans. Nice. Uh, let's see. Le- Lebanon government resigned. Yeah, the whole government. Yeah, you, you right? blow up the freaking Literally blow up the freaking city.
0: How does I that work, though? The resigned. whole government resigned? How do you lose your job? I
1: guarantee... You blow it up, you will lose your job. Yeah,
0: I guess. So, yeah, that that when I, when I heard that, the lover, Lebanon government, it wasn't like one person. It was the entire government resigned. I thought yeah, that peace
1: out. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, plane travel is down 70% year over year. Shocking. No surprise. Uh, McDonald's CEO, Clay, getting some clawback action to the tune of about 40 mil. Naughty, naughty. Yeah. Not uh, sure what he did. He's doing
0: them. He he uh, he lied. He was accused of all this uh, sexual misconduct, uh, and then he lied. And they paid. He, he got his money because there's an eth, you know, an ethical clause, and also you
1: can never not leave, Carney. You can never not
0: leave. Would that make him a dick? Yeah, it would. Yeah. Because right. cause a bunch of other people <laughs> came out.
1: All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Biden selects uh, Kamala Harris. Did I say that right?
0: Yeah. Don't okay. say it wrong.
1: All right. Let's see. Uh, uh, Russia says they've approved a, a COVID vaccine. Okay. I'm sure. Let me be first yeah. in line for that one. Uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, no ball. I don't know. They're still fighting about that. I think.
0: Well, I think the players want to play, right? The players and coaches want Plus to play. The players. Well, I know it comes they're off not, a little. They're not, they're not studying. I know firsthand yeah. on that. Especially in the Big Ten, right? And some of the schools in the Pac-12
1: see Apple and Google fighting uh, with their app stores For, uh, let's see the Fortnite's Fortnite. trying, yeah, Fortnite trying to get around them paying that 30% by doing in-app purchase, purchases so that would be interesting uh, this is something that just happened yesterday we're doing this Saturday morning um, Buffett dumps all his banks with the exception of Bank of America and he buys gold Barrick Gold he bought a gold company Buffett has talked smack on gold since I've started studying 20 years ago. hates gold. Gold does nothing for you. Well, there you go. So what does that mean for the economy coming up uh, in the near future?:
0: Yeah, I mean, name? well, I mean, if you're buying gold if if, if, if Buffett is buying gold, it's going to be a problem. Uh, he's, that means he's looking at um, the most conservative investment you could do. Yes.
1: Your money sitting in the bank—it's—it's—it's it's, it's riding, literally riding away.
0: Yes. So it's going to be a rough one for him.
1: Um, All right.
0: Okay. So it, now let's get
1: to some dick talk.
0: Yeah, let's get into our segment, right? Um, so our segment today, as we already talked about, is what if your boss is a? You say jerk. I say jerk. What if your boss I, is a jerk?
1: I say dick. What if your yes. boss is a dick? It's just a... There's a fine line. We can talk about that on the blog, but either way, there's different degrees.
0: Yeah. And it hey, first of all, guys, it happens all the time. You're always going to run into one or two in your career. It's hard to get um, an idea of who this person is during the interview process. Similar to how it's hard to, you know, when you're interviewing somebody to really get an understanding of who that person is when you're hiring them. Um, when you're interviewing, you're putting your best foot forward. And so is your future boss. There could be some good presenters as much as there could be some good interviewers. But no matter what, somewhere along the line, you've encountered a bad boss. So we're going to try to go through those and what to do. But before we get started, Pete, I don't want to really go through our experiences with our own individual bad bosses. One, because I don't want this to come back and haunt us. Um, let's be vague as much as possible. Well, we've been around a long time. We've been around a while. We've experienced it either through ourselves or we've seen it firsthand. Um, Some bad boss material. You know, I, I I
1: I, I could just sum it up. You know, you have people that try to get you to get somewhere and they can either influence you or they can manipulate you. Mm-hmm. The ones that are on the manipulation side; those are the ones that tend to go higher on the double D scale.
0: Yeah, and some you might feel are your best allies and best friends, and yet they're really just coming, coming around. So let's go through. I think so. I yeah. think there's a there's a handful of lists we could we could talk about. There's obviously the one the overbearing or the one that's really into the weeds on everything you do. Um, those are typically, in my opinion, from Uh, They don't trust, uh, they're they're not good at delegating. They don't trust the work that you're doing. Um, So therefore they do it themselves. A lot of times great sales reps don't always transition into great um, bosses or leaders because they want to control everything because they've controlled everything and they want it to be said their way or done their way. Same thing in non-sales. Some people just want to control everything and make sure everything is perfect and exactly their way. That's what makes a good salesperson. They feel like they have 100% accountability. Yeah. And And sometimes uh, being an individual contributor is is just where they're going to be. Well, more often than not, you make more money that way. And you do. That's what you want. If you're great at it, that's what you're going to make it. Yeah. And so I think with those individuals, you know, it's a shame, in my opinion, when I see that occurring because, you know, there's always this, you want to teach a person to fish rather than fish for them. Um, I've always been delegate as much as you can because you want somebody to be able to step into your role uh, as well as free up your time um, so that you can, your team can take on more initiative. So as a leader, you get a little bit more exposure in the higher chain as a leader, you want to delegate as much as you can so that you can sit in these meetings and raise your hand for projects that you want to take on or your team wants to take on. Because you have the bandwidth, because you're able to delegate it down. When you're overwhelmed, people see it. When you're a boss, you're overwhelmed. People see it. And and really, what happens with those types of individuals is it sort of holds your whole team back. Um, and so, what are some tactics to circumvent those people? And and and.
1: You know, I think it, it comes down to. I hate to butt in, but the, you know, whenever you're starting a gig, whether you're a rep or a leader, it's that first 90 days, you know, mm-hmm. it's most and, important. and most important. And how do you want to receive communication? How do you want to give communication? Are you going to meet once a week, every two weeks? Uh, Cause I think that's where th- assumptions get made on either side. Yeah. Expectations get out of whack. And unless you're confirming expectations, uh, uh, every other week, every other two, whatever it is, unless you're confirming it, then then you can run into miscommunications and then you become a jerk, dick. Uh, this person isn't in it for me, he's in it for himself. And it could be that, wow, we just got out of whack. We we got, we got took our eye off of the prize. Our goals, I thought my goal was this, but it's really that, you know what I mean? That's where yeah. I think you run into, into a lot of problems.
0: Yeah, and so I think you're right on this. That's, when you start a new job and you have one of these types of bosses, your first 90 days, you want to ramp it up even more. Meaning you want to come in early, leave late. You need to dive into the weeds and get into the details. A lot of times what happens is maybe you might be able to build that trust. If you don't in that first 90 days, it might take you two years to build up the trust. Um, just so a, a, quick a, for,
1: a quick plug for a you know, book you should know is Harvard Publishing has a book out there called The First 90 Days. And it's a great 180-page book that just talks about what you should do in the first 90 days to set up the communi- communication system with with your people
0: or with your boss. Highly yep. recommend it. Okay, so for overburying and the weeds bosses, that, that typically is more of a hindrance on the boss, but you need to make sure your first 90 days, you're cranking in and you're doing more work than they are almost, um, and you're spending more hours there than they are, just to sort of get them to trust you to to get out of their, get out of your stuff and trust you to do your work. I think that's the only real way I see uh, overcoming that. Sometimes you can never overcome that. So I'm just going to let you know, like if you have one of those bosses, you didn't, you messed up in the first 90 days, you're you're cranking and you're you feel like you're really working hard to try to get them out of the weeds. They may never get out of the weeds and you may just have to go find a new job or a new role in the company.
1: If your boss calls you up, and you have a verbal conversation. You thought you heard what he or she were saying. Mm-hmm. Recap in an email. I
0: always recap, recap in an email. in an email. Yeah. Another one. So the opposite of in the weeds is an aloof boss. A boss that sort of head is in the clouds. <laughs> These happen a lot. Check, a lot of times. out. Yeah, they're, they're sort of checked out. I would say they're checked out is almost a different uh, area. Th- those are the ones that are sort of like. <laughs> they're going to find a new job or they're sort of done with the company. The aloof bosses, sometimes these guys are put into power. I wouldn't say power, but put into leadership positions because they're friends with somebody and they get put up there and they really don't have the skill sets, but they're really great at talking, you know, political powerhouses and their heads in the clouds and they talk about ideology and all this. But when it comes to doing the work, they don't really know it. Um, my recommend, I mean, my recommendation with that type of a, a DD, um, and I would say that's a DD to the second degree, um, is... How many different degrees are there? <laughs> infinite. Probably, there's an infinite amount. We'll probably go over like seven or eight. All right. Uh, <clears throat> but with that type of a person, I think that's where they actually need someone in the weeds because they're not the weed type of person. So... Um, your, your best bet is to be their yang, to their yang, to their yang. Um, if they're in the clouds and they're always sort of out there, you want to be the workhorse and the stallion to sort of do all this work. And then also maybe bring that work to their audience whenever you have the opportunity so that they know you're doing that work.
1: You know, it's, uh, it also depends, the business that you're in, where in the cycle is it? You know, are you a startup Are you mature business? You know, are you about to go out of business? You know, it could be different. You should, uh, your your boss and you should understand and be on the same page of
0: where the the business is. So there's no surprises. Yeah. When you're in a startup, it's usually your boss is working right alongside you and it's, there's not enough people to do the work that you need to do as long as you're in a good startup.
1: It's a land grab. Everybody's doing everything.
0: You know, the organization isn't there. Uh, when you're mature, it's, you're going to find more of these aloof bosses. A lot of organization. Yeah. It's a lot of, we need we another have layer.
1: Processes.
0: Yeah. And then when you're on the way out, that's, that's what it becomes a political nightmare um, because it, that's when you
1: can, and it's hard to hire people. You, can, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Tell them, Hey, yeah, we're about to go out of
0: business, but we think you'd be great here. Well, and that's, by the way, an overarching thing with this entire segment is, you need to make sure that your boss, regardless of what degree they're in, is somewhat ethical. Um, if they are not, that's a clear indication What's that you that probably that? need. Yeah. Well, don't lie. Like, don't lie, cheaters. Yeah. Don't be the McDonald's CEO as well. <laughs> you can never not lead, Cardi. Yeah. So. So that's, you know, and then I, I think, so we've got the overbearing. Uh, Gary, you, know, you know what comes to mind? <clears throat> yes.
1: Don't poop where you eat.
0: Yes, yes. I could have said something. Way, way, way to keep it clean, even though we're using the word D-I-C-K. Way to Dick. keep that word clean. <laughs> All right, so we got the overbearing boss, the aloof boss. This is probably the most common um, and one that you need to be most aware and, 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 and tactical on. Is the credit hogs or the selfish boss? And what those are, those are the ones that ask you to do something, or you go out and sell something, and they anything positive, they throw their their uh, their flag on and say, "I did this, I did that," and they sell it upstream as if they did it. Their team did it. You know, if you're doing some huge analysis, yes, you as a boss, your team did it, but if they're not giving credit to who is doing it, um, that ends up. That, that's one where you could be manipulated. You could feel like they're on your side. They're telling you, they're giving you all this credit, but actually in the meetings, they're not. Right. Um, those are very tough to uh, maneuver through. What I've always told people in these situations, um, mm-hmm. a lot of times what happens is if you guys are, your team is doing great work, there will be people that are not your boss asking your team to do work. And when you find out who those people are, and you're doing the entire work and the entire analysis and everything for it, you should almost send that recap to, if your boss is asking it for it, to your boss and CC the audience person um, and do it strategically. Don't do it all the time, but on the big stuff that you think is great, do that so that that person who has been asking your boss for this work and your boss has been claiming he's doing all the work can start seeing um, that you're actually doing that work. And that happens. Pete, this happens so much in non-sales. Um, huh. I've experienced it firsthand, where people on my team have been in meetings where uh, somebody in in, a, in the organization has actually taken my work and claimed it as their own, and, and they're sitting and they're going, "I can't believe this is actually occurring in front of me." So I think that's that's common. not a dick. That's a tea bag. <laughs> yes. Yes. I yes. said, it. Yes. And that that happens more often. And in sales, what happens, a lot of times, you're going to see this with almost all sales leaders, every big deal that goes down, every sales leader is going to be intimately involved in and and want to claim the win um, as their own. Now, in a lot of cases, they have to, you know, just so you know, the CRO and the, the VP of sales and the AVP, and if you have a regional vice president, and if you have a... Area vice president, all of them need to know what's going on with the top deals in their their world. If they don't know the intricacies of what's going on in those, the, the CRO and the VPs, they all start losing faith in that person. So just so you know, they're always in sales. The leader of your team is always going to be jumping on all your big deals. The real question is, when they're jumping on, are they saying they did all the work or are they giving you credit? doesn't matter you're going to get paid because of the quota but they want to make sure you're also getting the credit for the strategy involved
1: well Maybe leader with no one following them i mean it's just a guy off for a walk yeah yeah so um go ahead so your boss is a dick jerk whatever you've done the emails recap and it's just not happening
0: when do you burn that bridge and go to hr hr is more apt to protect the company than to protect you absolutely so it's really difficult to sit there and think of HR as the person or, or area you should go to to um, uh, discuss these things because what could happen is they might identify you then as a um, a pain point within the organization and something they need to work out. Pain and, point, and, that's a good word. Yeah, so that's this is where it becomes a conundrum, right? Don't think... That your HR is there always to help you. That HR is there to help you from your personal stuff and anything that you might have. But it's it's ultimately there to protect the company. So if you if if you have one of these jerk bosses that's doing stuff inappropriate, um, I think you need to bubble it up to HR. It's going to take a lot, lot of need. people.
1: It's going to take a you're going to need a
0: lot of people to go to HR and make something yeah. happen. yeah, and you need to document everything at that point. Yeah. Um, if you have a, um, you know, a, a, an aloof boss or a in the weeds boss that's working you too hard, I think HR is a fine avenue to go down because they'll work with that leader, um, coach ho- them, hopefully, co- hopefully coach them. You know, if it's a good HR department. But if you have something that's seriously wrong, um, just be cognizant that you need to document everything before you go to HR because it could it could be. A worrisome for the company.
1: Let me throw a curveball at you. You know, yeah. you got a problem with your boss. You know, what if it's you? You know, what, what did I do well, or not do to make this happen
0: or not happen, right? Yeah. Everything's in control. What did, what did you do? There's always part of that. I think, I think, I mean, right? I mean, if... Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, what... If you're having did, a problem you? with your boss, there's probably something you did that created that problem. Um, either you didn't respect your boss at all, or you didn't. Uh, you didn't recap an email on a verbal conversation. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that that's where you know sometimes guys, you got to remember sometimes these bosses are not experienced at it, um, and sometimes they're just not good at it. Um, but sometimes you can help coach up. I think you know managing up, managing upwards is a huge thing that you need to be think of, thinking of. How do I make sure? that the the boss that I'm working for is getting the best view of what I'm working on and, and helping um, promote yourself. You can't just assume they're going to promote you um, and, and give you accolades without you well, putting your best foot forward.
1: I mean, going back to, you know, burning the bridge. Okay. You go to HR. I already
0: said that's a mistake.
1: Yeah. And then you go to social media. Hold on. I
0: didn't, Pete, I didn't say that's a mistake. I said, if it is something <laughs> something that the company would say is catastrophic. Yeah. and that could be a mistake. So sexual harassment stuff and things of that nature, you better have your ducks in a row right, before right. you go to HR because yeah. especially in a smaller company, you know, I feel like if something like that was going on, they would figure out a way to just boot you to the side and and talk to the boss, maybe boot the boss. Um, right. But uh, nothing will be addressed because they don't they don't want to be exposed. But if it's small stuff, go to HR.
1: You know, and then going to social media and dinging them. Okay, maybe you can be anonymous on, you know, Glassdoor. Is it even still Glassdoor anymore?
0: It is still door.
1: Still Glassdoor is so not indeed yet. Okay. Because I mean, look, if you're in sales, I mean, where are you going to go in a sales organization? You know, it, your, your value is greater at another company. And if you speak negative about your past boss, I don't think they're going to give you a recommendation.
0: Yeah. Right. not that you can get
1: a recommendation anymore. You can just confirm employment. I mean, what's the benefit?
0: So going to Glassdoor, what's the real benefit of going to Glassdoor? Makes you feel better. Yeah, I think that's it. It's really for you. And I think, therefore, all you're really going to see on Glassdoor, for the most part, is negative reviews. Now, a lot of companies, especially when you become that mature company, where they actually look at Glassdoor, startups don't really look at it. On the way down, they look at it. The mature companies, that's where uh, there's a lot of meetings about going to, you know, go to Glassdoor and count how great we are. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's a lot of coaching. So the positive reviews in there are usually coached um, internally. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is I bet you those people that put in the internal reviews, six months to a year, they leave the company, they might switch and put it to a negative review. Yeah. Yeah. So Glassdoor, you know, whatever you see in Glassdoor, you know, with a grain of salt. I mean, obviously, if, if the CEO has an approval rating of below 30 percent, the yeah. company has an approval rating of below 30 percent, that should be a red red flag well, that, hey, there's some issues here. And if you accept the job, I
1: mean, you have to do your homework. Yeah. You know, something, something isn't quite right, but you accept the job and take ownership. Hey, you know what? You, you, you knew it was sketchy going into it, turned out to be sketchy, okay? Don't be a victim, right? Take, take control. Take, take action.
0: You're the CEO of you. Amen, brother. Yeah. So, so document stuff. But um, if you're early in your career, just go get a new job. If you're don't spend sales, the time. Don't try to spend should, the time.
1: If you're in everything. sales and you're good, you shouldn't be unemployed very long. Unless
0: yes. you're making more in unemployment, then yeah, I mean, so yeah, who knows now with the unemployment getting boosted up? But um, and if you're non-sales, it, you know, it depends on on the level of of jobs that you have. I, I would say this: if you're in a role that your education supports, your background supports, and you're sort of in the entry level position, you should be able to find another job within that realm. Who, you know, it's it's a weird time right now. So maybe you might want to stick along, you know, six months to nine months with one of these jerk bosses to get to a better economic time frame. Knock on wood that uh, that that it rebounds in six to nine months. Um, but if if you're in non-sales and you're in a role that maybe your education doesn't support, you've got a poli sci major and you're doing finance, or you're a poli sci major and you're doing product. Honestly, the best thing you can do is get a new job. Because when two companies hire you for a product role, that validates your experience. If you're at one company for 15 years doing product or 10 years doing product, it's hard to validate that because that one company saw you as a product, but your education and your background doesn't support it. I'm
1: going to give a double double uh, book, book of the week you, you should know. Jack Welch's uh, winning. There's a chapter in there called Candor. And I think leaders that tend to go on the edge of the dick scale have a problem with candor. What's the definition of candor in your
0: mind, Kearney? Uh, it's being, you know, in my mind, it's being ethical and not sugarcoating uh, it. So if, if, when I was leading a team, I always said this, um, and this, this was my leadership style. And I actually learned this from our former leader uh, who said this to me. I'm walking down a path with a torch. I don't care if you're on my path. I just want you to see the light of my torch. and what what I always meant by that was the way I interpreted that was if if I was on the path with that torch, this analogy, right? And I had to run off the porch and go get you because you uh, you you wavered too far, um, that's not a good thing because I'm not able right. to move forward. And the same thing, if if I'm working towards the end goal and then I'm all I have to spend all this time on top of you working on stuff, correcting everything that you're working on, not trusting you on anything. That's not a good situation. I'd rather be focused moving forward and coaching you along that path. Um, And and candor plays a big part in that because I need to make sure you know that this is not a good situation. I'm calling you into my office every day. I'm working with you every day. I'm going over stuff every day. I wanna make sure upfront if that's going on, you want to get out of my office and not spend every day in there because that's not a good situation for you. Well, candor
1: helps with speed. If if you want to correct a situation, you want speed. You want it to get corrected quicker rather than slower. And uh, sometimes people have a problem having a difficult conversation, and they put it off, they put it off, they put it off, and then trust is lost, and then you go from... Being an okay guy to a jerk or a dick.
0: Yeah. I mean, guys, some bosses want to be your friend all the time. And therefore, the bad stuff that they're supposed to say, they can't say it because, you know, they don't want to hurt your feelings. feelings. And those are not good bosses. That's horrible. Say what you're thinking. If you're a boss out there, say what you're thinking. Respectfully. Yeah. Be respectful. That's where it becomes poor is when you're not respectful of their time you know if you don't think that they have the skills to stay in this position you should let them know upfront after analyzing them and stuff like that but you should never sit there and say you're just you know just demoralize that person you should encourage them to go find a job that might be more aligned into their skill set
1: you start taking it personally that's when you run into problems there should be a business reason for every conversation yeah. that, that, that you have And if you're going to get personal with someone, you should know what the reasons why they took the job, why there's keeping the job. Okay, they want to get somewhere. You as a leader got to help them get somewhere. And then vice versa. Why is your boss doing the job, right? Hopefully you got a leader that wants, that really gets enthused by helping you get developed.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm uh, I'm back to your book topic, right? With Jack Welch. I think think the one biggest problem I have with Jack Welch is this... um, (laughs) Is how the corporations have bastardized his bottom ten percent. Yeah. Um, companies today, if you haven't read that book, talk about he would talk about how you almost have to cut the bottom ten percent every year, right? And right. and so people today would use that. They don't really cut the bottom ten percent. Um, and 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 it's not bottom t- in my opinion. It's not bottom ten percent of every division or every department. It's the bottom ten percent of the company, right? The the least valuable areas in the company um, should be highlighted first. But I feel like a lot of companies do this with bonuses now. We said last time, or in one of the previous podcasts, you know, in non-sales, they try to give you uh, bonus reviews and say, hey, um, only only 10% can get the highest bonus, um, and 10% has to get the lowest bonus, and everyone else has to be in between. And that that, that truly isn't the way, that shouldn't be the way the bonus it uh, is calculated. It should be, hey, did this person kick butt or not? If they did kick butt, I'm going to give them the highest. If they didn't, I'm going to give them the lowest. And it could be 30% get the highest and 20% get the lowest. But a lot of times what they try to do is balance it out and tell you you can't give everyone the best rating and, and things of that nature. So well, if your
1: boss goes out boozing with one of the people on your team and they get good reviews yeah. and you don't,
0: that's a that dick. doesn't happen.
1: Oh, no, 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 never, never. <laughs> Oh my God! That's the McDonald's guy. I wonder what what their reviews were. Yeah, <laughs> they
0: were probably swipe right.
1: <laughs> is it left or right? I don't know.
0: I have no idea. <laughs> right. uh, married for way too long. No idea what any of that stuff is. I think it's swipe right. Okay. Um, all so right. So know. I think just because I hear it on the TV shows. Okay, yeah. another another boss. You know, this is a boss that will drive you nuts is the yes-man boss. So um, they say yes to everything that's asked of them. They pile on too much work onto you and the entire team. They never push back on dumb ideas. Um, And and I would say everyone to a degree. You know, I would say even in my opinion, I probably have a little bit of a yes-man because I I always see a challenge as something we can attack or my team can attack quickly. But the yes-man boss could drive you batty Um, and I think they fall into this category as well. No spinal cord. Yeah, no spinal cord. You need to have some pushback. You need to understand sometimes it's a lack of understanding. Sometimes it's a lack of um, knowing that uh, how long it might take to get something done and and what else is everyone working on. Um, And sometimes it's just, you know, somebody wants to take on every challenge possible. So yes, man. So how do you handle the yes, man? Um, To me as, you know, a subordinate, You know, if you're one of the trusted subordinates, and I had one of these when I was probably saying yes too many times, is they would push back on me, which would allow me to understand where they're at. So this is where if your boss is saying yes to everything and piling stuff on your entire team, you need to speak to your boss. It usually means your boss is a good guy, wants to get things done, wants to take on everything for your team. You need to say you're doing too much. You're putting too much on me. There's no way I can get this done. Help prioritize this, this, and this. And that'll open up the, uh, the your boss's eyes to understanding, um, you know, that they've probably taken on too much. And they'll start pushing back.
1: If the boss is smart, it's coming out of winning as well. Jack Welch is winning. Is, uh, you set up your your own leadership council. Even if you're just a rep on a team, you can be the advocate for your team to talk about issues on the team to meet with your boss Separately, and it could be you know the team's view and opinions versus your own, right? Yes. to give your boss a you know a, a chance to uh, improve things, or at least give them the opportunity to let them know that they think things are great on on, on the
0: surface, but underneath are not. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I'm trying to think of other bosses out there. I mean, there's obviously just some some guys are just jerks. You know, they make fun of you, they tease you, they do this. They don't. They have no social clues that you know you're not enjoying the the banter. Um, you know, some just feel like they've got you know power and and you know they can just dictate to you, you know, Napoleon style. because um, of one
1: I I've been called both. Yeah. Okay. And the problem that really ran into is. Sometimes when people, especially when they come out of college now, if you if you come out of a situation where there's no structure and you go into one where there is structure, and it's a surprise, you run into big problems. Because right in sales, it's yes. all about it's all about the numbers. If you don't if you don't contact somebody, you're not going to sell somebody. Okay, mm-hmm. and if you're uh, being a helicopter and and staying on top of them to get them the work that they need to do and not attaching it to a goal, you can be a jerk or a dick, you know. So that's something you have to to, to watch out as well is, you know, taking somebody that it's their first job or even their second job, you know, putting them in, in a – because if you're successful, you got some type of routine. And look at Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's plug and play. Somebody leaves, somebody comes in, and, and the Patriots win. We'll see and, with Cam. <laughs> this is going to be the biggest cast. He'll be he'll be awesome for three games, but that's something you have to you have to watch out for as well. Is you know you're getting into because like if you if you work at a, at a startup, there is no structure. It's stay yeah. alive. There's your, there's your structure. Then you got a company that's been around twenty years. All the processes are in place and whatnot. And it's either you follow you know the system or you don't. Yeah, because because the system's in place based on twenty years of
0: hopefully success. Yeah, and I would say a good boss during that time, twenty percent of the people are probably going to think you're a jerk, and eighty percent are going to think you're awesome. Yeah, right. Because there, there's always going to be a mix.
1: If you're if you have a hundred percent approval rate, you got issues.
0: Yeah, <laughs> has that ever occurred? I don't think so.
1: Well, think about it. If you have a quota, it's designed to get two out of three people to win. Mm-hmm. Well, one out of three aren't winning; they're not going to like you. Yeah. They're not going to point the fingers at themselves. They're going to point it at you. So if you can have approval rate or, uh, even your own, uh, net promoter score, right. Would you, would you recommend your boss to a friend? That's a heck of a question right there. Yeah, that is. That's, if, if that you, if, but if you, if you, if you got some guts, you know, to ask your team to let them give you feedback anonymously mm-hmm. with a net promoter score, that, that, that'd be great feedback. Yeah, that would we be. We had a, we had a survey, uh, that I used to do once a month and it would go down a list of questions uh, from first break, all the rules, I think it was 21 questions that we would ask them. Like the first one was, do you have the equipment you need to do your job? Yeah. Like that's the most basic question you can ask. And if you get a bunch of low scores on that, I mean, that's something you can't go to the next level unless they have the equipment, right? Mm-hmm. One of the questions is, you know, does your boss care about you as a person or does your boss want to help you get you where you need to go? Mm-hmm. You should have some pretty good scores on there because when you get those surveys back and you look at it and you see, Oh my God, this team just loves this guy, but their numbers are, you know, pacing at a third where they should be. You got issues.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, 362 reviews are great and doing surveys and pulse surveys on, on how your boss is, you know, sometimes these, sometimes these surveys are a little bit too vague I'd like them to be a little bit more pointed Mm -hmm. when you get to be a little bit more mature. They do these big surveys, but it'd really be great to just say, would you recommend your boss? Is a, is a great question that they should incorporate. So I I think that's great advice. Okay. Um, with that being said, I think we're at our time limit. Pete, I gotta get, I gotta get back to the family. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. Um, So, um, any last words or any last advice? I know you. Oh, you, 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 I, I uh, laid it all on
1: the table. Hey, the mission. Don't, you know. Here, D D B A D. Don't be a dick.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. With that, Pete, I think you got to cue the music like you always do.
1: Do 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 do. Chicka bow wow, chicka bow
0: wow. Over and out. <laughs>